0: welcome ladies and gentlemen to the we are wrestling podcast yes sir so let's just start it off with very controversial very weird episode of dynamite dynamite <laughs> <laughs> okay this was crazy this was crazy it started off with the Rebar Mitzvah of Maxwell Jacob Jebediah Freeman. <laughs> Jebediah. Muzzletoff. Congrats. <laughs> this was, this had good things and this had a lot of bad things to it. It had good, but a lot of bad. Oh my God, this had a lot of bad.
1: I learned something from this. Like a rebar mitzvah is actually a thing. Not the way they did it, but it's a thing.
0: (laughs) Yes. So Max comes out. He's talking. He says, He's the best in the world. That's why he wanted to have this rebar mitzvah. He also says, I am Iron Man with a thousand fucking Shazams all around the goddamn thing. He says, I am Iron Man, just like Iron Man from Marvel and Disney on the Shazam. AEW show. How about that? <laughs> I was just like, what the fuck? Like, this is fucking, this, that's disrespectful. <laughs> right? So then Jungle Boy comes out. Then Sammy Guevara comes out. Then Darby Allin comes out. I'm like, okay, the four pillars. And when Jungle Boy first came out, the first thing, like, went back in my head was, oh my god, my tweet from 2020. My tweet <laughs> from that Jungle Boy and MJF would wrestle one day for the world title. That's literally a tweet The day that day wrestled. Jungle Boy even mentions the fucking pay-per-view. And I'm like, that was my tweet. I tweeted that they're gonna wrestle for the world title one day. Yep. And Jungle Boy starts talking shit and he says, Max, you run your mouth like, you've never done anything for this company. You don't wrestle on Dark. You don't wrestle on Elevation. You don't even wrestle on Rampage. And I'm just like, Doug, why should he? Like, all of those shows are shit. You just proved that those shows are shit. You proved it yourself is shit. You literally said you your shit. And then MJF's rebuttal to that was, I'm the main eventer. I'm better than you. And it's like, yeah, he—that's fucking right. That's why he never had to wrestle on any of those fuck shows. Like you just made all of those shows look supremely shitty by just even bringing that up. I was like, what the fuck? And
1: it's kind of a catch twenty-two. Like I got where he was coming from with that, but I also see your point too. Like yeah, he—he kind of fucked up, but I got his point.
0: Yeah, like he didn't make it. Like he didn't make it seem like, oh, this is a good thing to wrestle in these shows. It just seemed like the dumbest fucking thing to do. Oh, no. The
1: rest thing on no shoulder, definitely not good for anybody. For anybody. My understanding, MJF doesn't do shit. <laughs> he doesn't do shit to
0: help the company. That's what yeah, he was okay. trying to say. Okay, but here's the thing, though. Uh-huh. Jericho does not rustle on dark dynamite and elevation and shit. He doesn't rustle there. But he... But-
1: He'd be on Rampage sometimes.
0: So. No, on Rampage, yes. Rampage, yes. Yeah, yeah. But he does commentary mostly on Rampage. He yeah. doesn't wrestle there. Yeah, Moxley wrestles on Rampage because Moxley doesn't give a fuck. Moxley has never wrestled on Dark and Elevation. No, no. Kenny wrestled on Dark one time. One time. And that was the first episode. He wrestled on Dark, never wrestled again. He wrestles on Rampage occasionally, but... All of the big fucking stars do not wrestle on Dark and Elevation. So Jungle Boy just made itself look like a fucking dumbass, not star by saying that. True, true. And then Sammy started talking and Sammy said, well, I was put in the Jericho Off Society to be the job guy in the off Society. And it's like, why are you outing that? Like, why the fuck are you outing that? Like, we all know it. Like, we know it. But you were in that to the general public. Like, even the people who barely know wrestling, like, oh, I was put here to be a loser. And it's like, why are you telling people that? Like, I understand you're trying to say you got over, like, out of that, but it's like, no, you're really just saying you were put there to be a loser. They saw you as a loser. They categorized you as a fucking loser. That was his thing. Yeah. And then Darby... Darby says, I was in film school, and I made a film, and I didn't want to change it, so I dropped out. I'm like, okay, cool. (laughs) (laughs) Like, all right, whatever. (laughs)
1: That came out of nowhere.
0: Right? So then he said, I may be one of the dumbest businessmen in this sport. And it's like, bless the dead. But when he told this story about how he's never going anywhere so he doesn't want to negotiate, it just took me to the Jay Briscoe story that I've heard a million times that Jay Briscoe would go into negotiations with Ring of Honor and says, all right, listen, we ain't going nowhere. We, just give us our money. And it's like, you could have just negotiated and said, yo, WWE <laughs> wants me. That's why I want to go. You just said, no, I'm just saying here. Just give me my money. You could have said it, but he's like, no, nope, nothing to say. This is what Darby's saying.
1: The Jay Briscoe School of Business. There you go.
0: (laughs) Yes. So then fucking Darby starts talking about the wrestlers who don't want to be there, and all they do is bitch on Twitter. And I'm like, why are you calling out your coworkers? Like, like, the funny part was like, I didn't just go to like, oh, just one person could be that guy. It was like 20 people at AEW just bitching about AEW and how they want to leave and it's like that's fucked up that shows you your company ain't shit like you, like you did nothing good to make your company look like it was great it was like god damn dude yeah,
1: I, I kind of like this segment because everybody seemed like they told the truth you know what I mean like fuck it this place is shit <laughs> like Fuck this company.
0: <laughs> That's the fucked up part about it. Like, everybody in this segment just basically said this place is shit. And yeah. I feel like, like, I've said this before <clears throat> on, like, other podcasts about fucking AEW. They need to stop making it seem like shit. Now I'm just like, nah, fuck it. We don't give a fuck. It's shit. It's like, what the fuck is going on here?
1: Old school wrestler said this once. I'm not going to say his name because I'm not going to try to give him promotion. He said it recently on the Raw. You can't shine a turd. <laughs> so, <True. laughs> So if the company is shit, fuck it. Put it out there. <laughs>
0: True, but... Like, I would... Like, if it was me, I would want to fucking make sure my company looks better than what the fuck they're making it look like. You, but God damn, you know, dude. You know why
1: that is? Cause, why? Because you're a humble person. You're a businessman. You know what the fuck you're doing. And, you know what I mean? Like... You know the wrestling business. The people up in charge don't know what the fuck they're doing, and they deserve to be called on this bullshit.
0: Yes. And it's this is just it was just so fucking bullshit. And then like Darby even finished off the line with like, you know what happens if I don't win this title? I'll just go bitch on Twitter. Like that was a joke, and it was like, okay, cool, that that's funny. So, I, literally,
1: I literally fell on the floor like laughing at that
0: one. Yes. <laughs> so Max takes off his hat and you see this big ass busted up eye. He's fucked up. So <laughs> now it's Max's turn to start talking shit to everybody and he just goes right to Sammy Guevara and says yo. He's like alright well then I'll just get engaged in like seven months like Sammy Guevara and Sammy shot right back was like, well, at least my girlfriend won't leave me like yours. Like, oh, okay, well, goddamn, dude.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 Max didn't do a damn thing. Like, uh, Sammy exposed him, I feel like, right there. <laughs> like, he tried to take do, take that low hanging fruit like you usually do, and it didn't work.
0: <laughs> but no, 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 Max did come back with... At least I'm not getting in fights with everybody backstage, and I'm like, okay, well, that is that's a good point because Sammy does get in fights with everybody backstage I, for no fucking reason, and I'm a like, lot, a lot, <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, what the like, okay, well, and the funny part was like, as many times as people have said, oh, that's not true, the Sammy thing about him getting in fights is not true, and then Max to say this is like, oh, well, then it, most of them are true then, okay. No, I think all of them are true. (laughs) Yeah. So they just start... Max just runs them down. Then he's like, none of you deserve to have a title shot. Goes to leave. He gets pushed into the kick. They start fighting. And that was the end of the segment. But Jungle Boy, when he first started talking, he said something, and this is the exact thing. Jungle Boy says... MJF comes out and has 20-minute segments and kills the whole entire show. This was a 21-minute segment in the beginning of the show. <laughs> so, I'm gonna ask you. Okay. Because there's like so many people who have like these oh, I think they're gonna do this. I think they're gonna do this. What do you see this spinning out into? Eh...
1: Hopefully, like, to me, and, like, I'm not as creative as you and whatever. I just go keep it simple, stupid. Mm-hmm. Four-way. You know what I mean? They'll probably have some way to, like, out of, the, like, the three of them, one of them will win and then go after MJF and whatever. But, personally, I hope it's a four-way, kids. Like, like, I mentioned, like, I, I text you, I said, it's a pillar match. They could, like, yes. have some type of weird rules in it and actually have a pillar match.
0: Yes. And the funny part about it, they were all standing in corners like pillars of the division. And it's like, oh, that makes sense.
1: You noticed that too. That that was kind of awesome too.
0: <laughs> yes. So like, to me, I want this to be a four-way. Like, if there's any other... Like, oh, we're gonna have Max face all of them one-on-one, or, like, they're gonna have to have a three-way to get to Max. It would just be a disservice to, like, AEW. Yeah. Like, I know there's no pay-per-view coming up at any time, like, soon, but you could throw it in a big AEW show and be like, oh, this is the blah-blah-blah show, and we're gonna have the four-way for the world title with all four pillars. And it's like, That right there, you just sell it with the four-way with the four pillars. Like I'm tuning in just because of that match. Like nothing else could be on the show. Just, just give me that match. It makes sense. It's perfect.
1: They could have their 20th Friday Championship uh, um, show that they normally have, which whose name I forget right now. But
0: battle of the belts.
1: That one. That's really not important at all. But you had that match. You bring it back to what it was.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because that, that match is great because it's like the evolution of AEW. These were the four kids that you said would do this. They all evolved into this. Could you imagine a video package to that? Oh, my God. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah. And the one thing that fucked me up with like MJF, one thing he said that like made me think about the whole thing it was like, holy shit, that's fucked up. He called all three of the other pillars in daddy daycare because Darby has Sting, Jungle Boy had Christian, and Sammy has Jericho. It's like damn, like you guys have all been mentored by others like big things and people forget that Max started out as Cody's guy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So like they were all mentored by bigger wrestlers to make them whatever the fuck they are, then exactly. So yeah, that was that was the first thing, and I know you people are like, "Damn, this took a long time." Yeah, that fucking thing took a long fucking time. Yep, was a little, long fucking segment. God <laughs> damn,
1: half <laughs> the show basically. Basically.
0: So then we had the BBC versus the Dark Order in Hangman. This match was really good. Really fucking good.
1: Yeah, I found uh, um, what you call it kind of annoying. Wheeler.
0: I mean, Wheeler is fucking annoying because, like, he he doesn't know what he is yet. Like, and that's embarrassing. Like, he shouldn't know what he is by now. Yeah. He's just a guy.
1: Other than that, great match. But, like, Wheeler kind of ruined it for me.
0: Yeah. In the BBC, they won. They choked out Stu Grayson. because, like, hey, Stu Grayson's in Canada. Let's kill Stu Grayson. Why not? <laughs> yeah, this is good for them. In their heels, why the fuck not? So then they get the win. They just won't stop choking them out. They beat up Hangman. Hangman's on the outside. Then Silver and Reynolds come out. And they're like, nah, fuck this. We're not just going to let you beat up our guys. So Silver and Reynolds and Hangman just start fighting with the BBC, and they just fight. And it's like, okay, cool, all right. So is that the next match? You think? No, 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 no. We'll 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 get to that. <laughs> so they, something that pissed me off—they they did a Juice Robinson promo right after this. Juice Robinson promo. And Juice Robinson goes, yeah, people are asking what Ricky Starks is gonna do to me or some shit. He said some shit and it didn't make any sense. I'm like, why the fuck did you say it? Like, first off, no one gives a fuck why you're here. But why the fuck did you say that? Like, it didn't make any sense. It's like, it was something really fucking stupid. Like, he said an analogy and it didn't make any sense. I'm like, I'm... I'm glad you don't talk. I'm glad you don't talk and you just wrestle. It was fucking annoying. Juice was fucking annoying. You
1: need to stop talking.
0: Yes. Yes. So then we had Jade Cargill versus Nicole Savoy. they like, oh, well, it's not Talia. And Talia said, I'm not wrestling Jade Cargill on the show. Well, he didn't lie because Nicole Savoy got beat, they did an interview and Jay said, yeah Canada is that the best you got? And then here comes Taya Valkyrie
1: uh, Again, another catch 22 because it was a waste of a match <laughs> Like she, That girl got squashed like crazy
0: Yes, it was a waste of a match but would you have rather Taya come out there and lose to Jay Cargill? Like, or would you just want them to get the match going?
1: No, I'd rather the match be the same, just a little bit more competitive because they made it seem like such a big deal. Oh, someone from Canada and whatever. It shouldn't have been a squash. I wouldn't change the opponent. I just would have made it more of, of a match. You know what I mean? I had the girl get some hits in. At least had the match be two minutes. You know what I mean? The yeah. match was what? 30 seconds. If yeah, that... it, was, it was less than 30 seconds. Exactly. No, I mean, uh, at least a minute tops. I would have been happy.
0: Yeah, but they they wanted to make her, they wanted Jade to look strong. So when Taya comes out and Taya runs her off, it's like, oh my God, Taya is way stronger and better than her. And then Taya hits the jaded. And the funny part was Jade was trying to get in the ring. was like, that's my fucking move.
1: Is the funny part? Isn't that uh-huh. actually
0: Taya's move too? Yes, yeah, that, that's actually Taya's <laughs> move. Like that, that,
1: I was thinking that too. Yeah, that was
0: great. Also, they're, they're about the same like height. Yep, they're about the same height, same build. Yep. So it's gonna be an awesome match. Yep. So then we get Ricky Stark's interview. Ricky Stark says. Juice, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about, but you shouldn't fuck with me. I'm gonna beat your ass. And I'm like, that's something Juice should have said. Like, I don't know what the fuck you had to say. It.
1: Yeah, but like, uh, um, Ricky was the one that got attacked, so it made more sense for him to say it.
0: <laughs> yeah, but like, I would have, like, I would have rather Juice say anything other than the bullshit that he said.
1: If you even know what the fuck he said, because I
0: don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. So then we had QTV. I'm so fucking irritated with this. Not only because this shit was total hot TMZ bullshit garbage. And the you know what fucks me up? Like, and I always say this about some wrestling journalists that they like only know wrestling. They literally had no idea this was a TMZ spoof. They had no fucking idea. They didn't even know. They was like, I don't, it was like, it was a good thing. It was like none of this was good. Nothing about this was good. They really didn't know this was TMZ. No, they did not. They did not know it was fucking TMZ. It's like, this is fucking clearly TMZ. What the fuck? Like, this this shit was so stupid. It's like, how the fuck does nobody know that? And QT Marshall hyped this shit up so much. QTV was going to be this thing. And as soon as I seen this, I am like, this is a knockoff of TMZ. Like, this is the fuck. This This is what the fuck we're doing. Like, this is it? Like, this is so stupid. Thank you, Tony Khan. Yeah, and then another thing, they called Wardlow basically the knockoff Batista. And, like, they didn't say it in, like, fake way. They totally said he's like Batista. But the knockoff version, it's like, what are you doing? Like, why are you saying this? (laughs) It was... AEW is so irritating right now. It's so irritating. <laughs> like, and then Aaron Solo was supposedly the one who broke into Wardle's car and stole his backpack with his passport. Wow, that's why he can't get here. At least they explained why he wasn't here. That's the only thing. That that was the best part. They explained he wasn't here because they stole his passport. Hooray.
1: Part of me thinks it wasn't him. I, I, I think it was Joe.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I think so, too. Yeah. So then we had Orange Cassidy versus Jeff Jarrett for the international title. The same exact title, just says international on it now. No difference, just says international instead of all Atlantic.
1: It's kind of shinier, other than that, no difference.
0: Yeah, it's, it's just no difference. Yeah. And I'm going to say it right now And I'm just throwing this out there Everybody has said Oh my god this was such a good match This was great I loved it I thought this match was fucking horrible I thought this match was terrible I do not see what people see in Jeff Jarrett I do not see what people see in Jeff Jarrett
1: Dude this was Jeff Jarrett's best match in AEW In AEW <laughs> Yeah <laughs>
0: clarify AEW (laughs) but people fucking love this match and like oh Jeff Jarrett is so great I think we should have the discussion of Jeff Jarrett being world champion it's like what are y'all seeing in Jeff Jarrett that I'm not like it's it's gotta be something going on here like what is happening
1: Jeff Jarrett's best work in my opinion in recent history was when he was the the outlaw on GCW but he didn't do shit then but still, to me, that was better than this.
0: Yes, it was way better. Yeah. Orange Cassidy got the win. Then we go to an acclaimed rap video. I it they weren't they weren't dissing anybody. They just were rapping. And it's like, okay, cool. Eh. <laughs> so then we get the outcast. They come out and they're cutting a promo. And they basically shit on the AEW's women's division. And I'm just like, what is up with this fucking place is shitting on this? Everything's just shitting on our product. It's like, this does not make me love AEW more. It's like, I hate AEW because AEW hates AEW. Makes me laugh, though. <laughs> it does. And Soraya said twat on TV. She said she got she got bit uh, fined by Tony Khan afterwards. I know that I know that probably not what happened, but it was fucking hilarious. I popped. I, popped. I did too. <laughs> so they're out there, and then Jamie Hayter and Rick Baker come out. They beat them down. And then Riho, Willow Nightingale, and Sky Blue show up to make the save. So, you know what this means, right? They even called that 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 was weird. What does it mean? Yes. So, I said it a couple podcasts ago that women's blood and guts could be on the way.
1: Yeah, you did say that. You did say that. Yes. I want to say you called Ember Moon being on the outcast side.
0: Yes, but I do have a theory. I do have a theory and not an Austin theory, a good theory. (laughs) Oh, shit. So, all of a sudden, the Bellas, the Garcias now, have rebranded, dropped the Bellas, and now they're the Garcias. And so no one was thinking, oh, they're going to AEW. No one was like, oh, they're going to AEW. Somebody asked them, they said, we're not going to AEW. And to me, and like, this is like, I'm going to talk more about this later. When somebody just straight up denies anything about AEW, that means they're going to fucking AEW. And also, they were there at the pay-per-view with Soraya. Like, they were at Revolution backstage with Soraya. And it's like, yeah, why not just throw the balance in there? Just in blood and guts. Fuck it. Just, just do it.
1: Another thing, right? Mm-hmm. When they say they're not part of AEW, mm-hmm. they could be absolutely right, right? Mm-hmm. They could be part of Ring of Honor. No one thinks of that, about that caveat.
0: <laughs> yes. I'm, like, I'm... Like, if it's not them, it's going to be Ember and somebody else. Yeah. But, like, I'm wholeheartedly like, oh, is this just going to be the Garcias. They're going to show up. They have nothing else to do. Why not? At the very and, least, one of them. Yeah. And the funny part was, like, I heard this from a couple of friends of mine. They said the same thing that I was going to say, and, like, because they said it out loud on the internet, I'm going to say it, too, because... I said this, and I would say this to you. Okay. I want to see the Garcias go to AEW just so I can see the fans that hated on the Bellas talk so much shit, the AEW fans that hated on the Bellas, that talk so much shit, turn around and say, oh my God, they're kind of cool. I like the Bellas. I've liked the Bellas since Total Bellas. They're like, they're such great wrestlers. I want to see those same fans that shit on them become their biggest, like, lovers. I want to see that because that's all the fucking... That's all the fans do. They hate somebody. Oh, these guys suck. And then all of a sudden, oh, let me suck your dick. That's exactly what they're going to do.
1: Yeah. Basically, fans are fickle. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) So then we had 2.0 say... Hey, you know what? Uh, you guys, uh, you guys did good, and uh, you're entertainers. But uh, wait till you see what we do on us uh, Friday, um, Rampage job. Uh, okay, cool. Who cares? They're facing the Bollywood boys, but whatever.
1: They're gonna have a rap song of their own. Watch.
0: Probably, probably. And then they announced randomly, fucking Will Hobbs versus Phoenix. Like What? Like that's happening on Rampage for the TNT title? Why? I don't know. So then we get to the mini bit. It's the three-way triple threat match. The elite versus the house of black versus the Jericho jerk off society. This match was good. This match yeah. was good. Not even a lie. This match was good. And the crowd was super hot for Kenny and fucking Chris Jericho because they're in Winnipeg. They're in Winnipeg for their guys. So the match is going. Stuff is happening. Then you see the BBC fight in the Dark Order in the back. You're like, okay, what the fuck is going on? I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So House of Black gets to win. We get to the ring. And then all of a sudden, the BBC is fighting the Dark Order. And I immediately just, like, as they're coming down there, I was like, oh, it's going to happen. This is going to happen. And lo and behold, Hangman winds up in the middle of the ring. And then all of a sudden, BBC is about to beat him up. Pops up the elite behind Hangman.
1: They kind of botched that, though
0: they fucking bust the shit out of it because <laughs> people are like oh my god it was such a cliffhanger I'm like no 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 it would be a cliffhanger if he turned around and seen them. we get to the part where he's standing there they're behind him he's halfway turning off and the cameras is cut because they have a hard out at 10 o'clock it's like no no, you missed it you missed the best part and- I, I just... I hated that, man. Like... And people have been saying, like, how to bloodline, like, great story, great story. And they've been waiting for AEW to have a great story. This is the AEW version of the bloodline. This is it.
1: 100%.
0: This is it. Like, this is it. This is 100% the thing that's going to get people into it. This is the thing people have been waiting for. We've talked about it. This is the bloodline version on AEW. This is it, people.
1: As long as they handle it correctly, because that botch is scary me.
0: Yeah, that... Like, I don't know if they noticed that they were going off the air, but, like, this is another thing with AEW is time in it. If they would have had 10 or 20 more seconds to get just the turnaround, if they would have just had the turnaround with no commentary, and they just look at each other face to face and just stare and just go off right there that's perfect exactly like him halfway turning around and it wasn't like he wasn't scared to turn around he was turning around to look at him but it just cut off before we can see it. and it's like come on guys like come on like it's the biggest angle in AEW you have it right there he didn't
1: even know who was behind him
0: for real for real exactly that's the bad part It's like, what the fuck? But, yeah, it's it's a lot more to this whole entire situation. And it's just like, okay... So, there's a lot to this. And one thing is Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega keeps talking about WWE. He keeps talking about WWE. And, hey, I would not mind not going to WWE. And from my experience with AEW talent, they keep saying that they want to leave, and they, like, have a suspicion to leave. It's just a fucking bargaining thing, and they usually wind up staying with AEW. So, to me, it's like a seventy-five percent chance that Kenny Omega's staying with fucking AEW. Like
1: he's saying it too much, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's like it feels like this is just baiting right now. It's like you're you're not you're not going anywhere, pal. Like if he leaves and actually shows up in WWE, it would fucking shock the shit out of me. Like it would <laughs> fucking shock. Me. Remember
1: Bucks Five B right behind him too.
0: Yeah, like. Like I said, if they leave, it literally would shock the fuck out of me. But that brings us to like the four on four. There's four guys. We know the BBC has four guys, but Brian Danielson is a face. He's a face and he's injured, quote unquote. He's injured. He's banged up, but he's quote unquote injured. So somebody online threw out a name and I was like that sounds so fucking ridiculous but if that did happen once again this would be bloodline would be super bloodline worthy for fucking AEW because the name that they threw out was like what if the BBC gets CM Punk I'm like oh I was like wait a minute that that is sexy like that's sexy because it's like you have this whole story with the elite versus punk punk has now backup with the bbc now we have this whole problem and it's like hmm, this 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 all would like if tony pulls this off this would be the thing that gets aew popularity back like this would be the popularity back where people would be like i'm tuning in every week to see how the storyline progresses he the would fit with them thing, too. Mm-hmm. The only thing, the only thing that they would have to not do, which AEW tends to do, is we'll tell a we'll tell a 60 second thing about this story, never do anything else about it, and move on. Two weeks later, you get another 60 seconds. Move on. Another 60 seconds. That's the bad thing about AEW is they'll tell a story in so segmented parts that you kind of just like don't give a fuck about it like halfway through
1: yeah like you mentioned uh mjf and cody after a while we didn't care
0: about that anymore (laughs) exactly because they didn't tell it every week like if they're gonna do this story and they do it right like this whole elite thing has been going on for months like there was like six months back where the trios title started where we got the first time that the bucks reached out the hangman And yeah. it's like bro we haven't seen any progression after that didn't hangman mentioned them like two months later hangman mentioned them again like four months ago and it's like bro like when Like, this is not how you do a true story. Like, if they're really going to do this, like the bloodline, every week is in your face, it's in your face, it's in your face. Every story is in your face. If they do this whole story in your face, in your face, in your face, it's going to fucking explode in money. Like, they just got to do that. But like, they're like, no, we want to be different. It's like, that's not how you're going to grab fans you don't always have to be different to progress exactly like like if they do like if they do this story every week and like keep fans invested we're, we're coming back going alright what they're gonna do with the elite story on what they're gonna do with this story on what are they gonna do then people will care like this oh we're gonna tell it one week and then go a couple weeks and then talk about it again no one gives a fuck no one cares like that's that's too segmented out like it doesn't make any sense
1: Half the time I forget shit happens. So
0: exactly. See? That's the problem. Like they keep it so far stretched the and you're like, just tell the story just back to back. Like what are, like what are you doing? It's it's just so weird. Yeah. So AEW did mention that they're gonna be doing Forbidden Door two. Like I said on this podcast was coming. They're going to do it in Toronto and everybody has already like picked their matches. They want the main event. And they're like, Jamie Hamer, Jamie Hayter versus Mercedes Monet. And I'm like, that's a very sexy match. That is so like, I want that match, but there's a problem. Both of them are champions and it can only end in a draw. If it ends any kind of other way, It's horrible. It's horrible. Like, it's a horrible match. Even if both titles are on the line, it's still horrible because one person loses and, like, they devalue whatever championship they have. Exactly. It has to end in a fucking Broadway. There can't be any other way. And, like, that's the only problem. If you're gonna do that, you have to do it that way unless you just, like, swap a couple of things around. Like, have Jamie Hader take on Kari like you can have her take on Kari and be like oh this is kind of a rematch from stardom which like I lot to not as soon as they say that people are going to be like wait what that was a thing yes that was a thing and have Mercedes take on somebody else like Britt Baker like fucking Soraya they have history like anybody like you can have you can have her take on anybody and then build up to the Jamie Hater match when Jamie loses the title
1: Soraya would be money
0: just yes, because of their I history. Mean, exactly. So like they definitely can do that. Yeah. We already have Brian Danielson versus Zach Saber Jr. because Zach called him out like nine times. We got Kenny Omega versus Osprey, which title matches. Like hopefully Osprey's healed up by then because he popped his shoulder and he he's gonna be out for a little while. Hopefully he's back by June, but that's in June. Yeah. So he probably will be back. We have that match. It's like you have all of these good matches. The show sells itself. It's perfectly done. But like I said, if you're gonna do Jamie versus Mercedes, it has to be a fucking draw. There's no other way. It has to be a draw.
1: So I'd rather they they not do it. To be yeah. honest with
0: you. Yeah, like if you like, you just do two of the matches. Fine. You have two, and that <laughs> means you have two women's matches on a fucking show where people to be like, oh, shit, this is cool. Yeah. And they would be good women's matches. It's like, yeah, no, this was fucking great. So, now switching gears to Monday Night Raw, it opens up with Edge. And Edge comes out and says, Finn, get out here. We need to talk about WrestleMania and Finn comes out and he starts talking shit and then Edge just runs them down and says oh Puerto Rican Australian um Irish drink and they're all emo I'm like oh okay that 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 was weird as hell (laughs) but then we finally get the hell in a cell at Wrestlemania Edge versus Finn Probably Demon Finn versus Brood Edge in Hell in a Cell.
1: Because you notice the way he, like, Finn, like, said it, right? Like, mm-hmm. he got something in his pocket.
0: Yes. So they're fighting, and then all of a sudden, Candace, Johnny, and Dexter Loomis come out to help. And this is funny because somebody goes, Didn't they see Candace was? Injured last week, that's why she wasn't there. And I'm like, I don't remember them saying she was injured. I just she wasn't there. She did they did say she wasn't there, they didn't say she was injured. I'm like, they didn't say she was injured. I don't remember her being injured, so yeah. So then we got Dexter Loomis and Johnny versus Dominic and Punishment Martinez of course Judgment Day gets the win going into whatever the hell's going on yeah so then we get The Miz showing up and The Miz is there and Chad Gable was like hey have you seen Otis and Miz is like what no I haven't seen okay and then we see Dammit Control beat up Trish Stratus now rumor has it and this is not a rumor this is actually me giving you a spoiler Trish Stratus is going to turn on Becky Lynch at Wrestlemania set up Trish versus Becky at Somerset okay yes and I'm just very confused of how like I, I don't know why this is happening but like I love Trish like I just don't know why this is happening okay cool
1: it is what it is
0: yeah so then we get almost then we get cowboy Brock and they're standing face to face and almost is so much bigger than Brock he puts his his knuckles in Brock's face and it's just about as big as Brock's hand and then almost tries to throw Brock out he doesn't actually get him he pushes him and then Brock actually falls out eventually and it's like we have to watch this match like, do we have to?
1: I mean, it might be good, because Omos versus um, Braun was good, and I expected that to be a shit show.
0: Yeah, I... Like, my expectations is low under the floor for this match. So good. So, like... Keep it that so way. So, like, it's like... It's like, something good could come out of this and be like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That, that, that's the way I am with everything. Like... Keep my expectations um, low, so mm-hmm. when it, like, over, over exceeds my, my, like, what I think, I'm happy. So, yeah, like, this might be a shit show, but that's what I'm expecting, so.
0: <laughs> and speaking of expectations low, expectations was low for this match. L.A. Knight versus Cody Rhodes was very low. it was a squash match. yeah I thought so too now there's a video online I'm not even joking there's an actual video online that looks like Harry Potter sorcery trickery with Cody Rhodes I've seen this video and like the funny part was like the video was like immediately online because somebody was in the fucking building was like yo I don't know what kind of magic this guy's using I'm like there's no way this is real and I'm looking at it, and it's like it's just from a fan cam, and this is during a commercial break. The lights are down. Cody's in the ring. They're playing a the video on the videotron. Cody just literally just goes whoop, and jumps on the top rope and jumps down effortlessly, and it looks like it's just like there's no fucking way he did that. And I'm watching it the whole time, and it's just like he's just doing. I'm like. They had to edit this some kind of way, right? No. That was just Cody just jumping on the top rope just because.
1: Like, he, he had the stardust
0: power. Yes. Like this shit was <laughs> this shit was so weird. I'm like, there's no way this real and it was real. Like Cody's jumping up like that. That's fucking real. Yeah. Insane. So the impact match goes on and it was actually really fucking good. Oh my Eli- god!
1: I just caught on to what the fuck you said.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Eli Drake and Cody had a great match. I was like, oh, okay, this is
1: this was good. Notice he didn't say Rhodes. Yes,
0: <laughs> dude. And I found out that fucking LA night is super over, and I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, that, 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 I, don't, I can't call it. But Cody gets the win, and then he cuts another passion promo about how he needs to win this title, and he needs to be the first Rhodes to win the title. And the fans are behind him, and it's very emotional. And somebody said... Cody's going to turn the fans against him for being all emotional and getting him on this journey. And I'm like, well, first off, that's anybody that goes for the title, once they get the title, the fans immediately turn on him. Automatically. And like there's ways for WWE to mitigate that and have good opponents. Yeah. If they do that, People will just like not shit on Cody. They'd be like, "Oh, he's fighting this person. Oh, he's fighting this person. Oh, okay, cool, great stories. Okay, like that's the only way to change it. Like if you just have him against a subpar asshole, and it'd be like, no. Like if you had him against Bartender Cabrón, it'd be like, yeah. Like they need to take the title off of Cody. Like I, I didn't even want him to be champion." <laughs> Like, that's exactly what's gonna happen, but, like, if they have them against somebody cool, you're like, oh, my God, like, I'm down for this. Somebody like Drew McIntyre who's gonna be a heel by SummerSlam. Oh, that could be a thing. Okay. Oh. Like, it's, like, so much you can do if you do it right. Yeah. But people won't turn on them. So... Then we had a backstage with Seth and Bartender Cabron and Miz. And Miz is, like, I have no idea why Miz is there. And he's just like, I know it's kind of a Logan Paul somebody's going to say, oh, it's the Logan Paul shit. It's like, yeah, but like, why? Like, it, he didn't bring anything to the table. He did nothing. At all.
1: Either the a host. That's another reason. Ah, fuck him. Do I care? No, but yeah.
0: <laughs> so then we have Elias versus Bronson Reed. Bronson Reed beats the shit out of Elias. And the whole time, Rick Boogs on the outside taking notes. This taking notes joke is fucking gold. It's gold. So then we get Chad Gable trying to look for Otis again. And Kathy Kelly is right outside of the women's locker room trainer's room and she's like hey Becky and Lena you guys are going to check on Trish and they're like yeah shut up whatever okay so then we get Kevin Owens and Kevin Owens is there and Kevin Kathy asks Kevin Kevin what are you gonna do about the bloodline he says you know what I don't need anybody to help me I'm just gonna go against the bloodline myself haha okay So keep trying (laughs) yes so then we get Austin Theory and he's talking shit to Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins now if you're paying attention to this you see so much shit happening right here so he's talking shit to Ford but then he winds up challenging Dawkins but he still keeps talking shit to Ford And Dawkins, you can see Dawkins slowly like, Why are you just addressing him and you ain't addressing me? Why are you talking so much shit to him and you ain't talking shit to me? And you just see Tez take a look at the belt and Dawkins still a little angry. Austin Theory says, All right, Dawkins, me versus you. All right. They have the match. Good match, by the way. Good match.
1: Yep, really good match.
0: Yes. And Deary beats Dawkins. He beats Dawkins. And he's beating him down after the match. And Matez Ford slides in the ring. And I've always say this, and I say this all the time. Camera work is everything, especially when you're setting up something very subtly. Yeah the U.S. title was in the ring. Montez Ford standing over the U.S. title. Theory's looking at Ford and he goes to grab the title and you see it and it's like Ford looks down. Theory grabs the title and it's like yep, we know where this is going. We know exactly where this is going. It's going to be awesome. Yes. So on the WWE Digital Shorts after this match, you see Kathy Kelly interviewing Ford, and behind him is Angelo Dawkins. And Angelo Dawkins looks pissed. He looks pissed. And he just keeps looking at Ford. And it's like, okay, I think the split-up is coming. There's going to be a lot of changes coming real soon to that Street Profits team. <laughs> Hopefully a
1: draft happens before they actually like break up, break up. Hopefully.
0: So then we had Paul Heyman talking shit, like hyping up the main event, WrestleMania. It is what it is. We get the announcement that the next Hall of Famer will be introduced by Rick Flair and we come to find out it's great Muda. Called it.
1: Yeah, you did you did say it on the podcast, so that's you. <laughs>
0: So then we had Ray come out, and Ray's thanking everybody for putting him in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. And then Dominic comes out. Dominic's pissed, and Dominic says, You're not like, you're not a good dad because my friends, they all got cars when they turned 16 and they all had Mercedes. And you brought me a BMW, an M class.
1: No, it wasn't an M class, it wasn't.
0: It wasn't oh it wasn't even an M class. That's yeah. what he said. It wasn't even an M class. Yeah. And I was like, that's fucked up, <clears throat> right? That's fucked up. You had enough money to buy a Mercedes, right? Why didn't you do it, right? Could they got the kid a Lambo.
1: Like, what the fuck?
0: <laughs> yeah. And then Dominic challenges Ray to WrestleMania, and Ray's like, I'm not going to fight my kid. And he leaves and he's walking out and Dom's like, that's your guy? That's your Hall of Famer? That's him? He's a loser. He's not even a father. I was like, okay, Dom, like, you can chill. You can just chill. But <laughs> like he's going to fight you eventually, but you can just chill.
1: Thank you. I have a feeling he's going to want to play the wrong thing and Ray's actually going to pop him for real, for real. Yes. <laughs> like, he's a little too good at
0: this. Yup. So then we have Becky and Lita and they have Trish and he says, we're going to get damage control. Okay, cool. When? Not now. Okay. Also cool. Eventually. Yeah. So, then we get a little bit of Bad Bunny and Puerto Rico Black Backlash. You know what's fucking great and like, WWE (laughs) should be thankful for this? What? Bad Bunny. Like, they should be thankful for Bad Bunny. He went on fucking... It wasn't Jimmy Kimball. It was the other dude. The dude that sings in cards. It's got his goddamn name. Fucking British dude. Whatever his name is. And like he gets on there and dudes, dudes not even talking to him about other stuff. Bad Bunny goes right to WWE. He's like, Yeah, I love WWE. I love wrestling. I love doing that shit. And he just like spends like 20 minutes talking about wrestling. And then he fucking gets the dude to have a match with Ray. And it's like, dude, he didn't go there to promote this. He went there to promote his fucking album. And winds up WWE getting promoted on fucking late night, and it's like that was an easy dub for WWE. Like they're getting promoted for shit that they're not even they they're not even doing. They're like, yeah, no bad bunnies out there. I love WWE. It's like okay, well that that's that's a win. He's a true
1: WWE superstar. So there you go.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like okay, well that that's fucking awesome for WWE. Yeah. So, then we get Bartender Cabron <laughs> versus Seth Rollins. Miz gets involved. And Seth uses Miz as a stepping stone. And curb stomps Bartender Cabron. Boom. Match over. So, then we get Ali. And Gable still looking for Otis. And he literally says, Ali says... You know, what you're looking for might be just around the corner. When you know, just around the fucking corner is Otis. Magic. Yes. <laughs> and he's doing a photo shoot, and he's getting all sexy. And Chad is like, come on, man. Like, come on, we, we didn't work out or nothing, man. Come on. And Otis like, you know what? I like to be fashionable, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This this was, like, this is good, and, like, I'm not just saying this because Maxine's in it. Trust <laughs> me, guys. I'm not just saying this because Maxine's in it. This is actually kind of good.
1: Like, it, it, it's giving OT some more personality, because since he's been with Chad, he lost it.
0: Yep. And like I feel like this is like this is gonna be a good fucking thing for Otis and Chad. Yeah, because Chad's whole thing is like now I want him back. I have to do something to pull it back. He's gonna get back in the character, and it's gonna be fun. It's, it's fine.
1: Yeah, because um, Chad has his funny like uh, like parts to him too. So mm-hmm. they're both gonna get personalities.
0: Yep. So then we get. Chelsea Green versus Bianca Belair with uh, Carmella in her corner and of course we all know how this is going to go Bianca beats Chelsea and they're going to wind up having a tag match against Asuka and Bianca next week like Bianca gets the win Asuka comes up Blue Miss holds the title and Bianca wants the title but Asuka won't give her the title and it's like okay and somebody said oh my god this is so stupid it's so cringe why is this happening it's like it's not cringe if you actually don't care about it that's the problem you care too much to want to criticize it it's don't care just don't care because i don't care it's like all right whatever it's happening who cares I don't care. You care too much because you cringe. It's like, oh man, this is cringe. It sucks. It's like, I don't care. I don't give a shit.
1: The match itself is gonna be good. So
0: Yeah. Okay. That's exactly that's exactly the point. The build-up may be shit. The match is gonna be good. So I don't give a shit. It's like, yeah, man, I don't care. <clears throat> so then we had the main event, what is a street fight? Solo Sakura versus Kevin Owens and they're fighting and Kevin goes through the fucking chairs. It's like, this has been said a million times. This has been said a million fucking times and Kevin Owens will not listen to everybody saying this a million fucking times. Every time Kevin sets up a bunch of shit, he always goes through it.
1: Have somebody else set it up for you.
0: Get a manager. Yes. Like, this has been (laughs) a thing since Ring of Honor. He sets up these crazy-ass contraptions he goes through it. It's like, yep. what the fuck, man? Yep. <laughs> so the Usos come out that help out Solo. Solo the Usos beat up Kevin. Kevin's done. Not Kevin done, but Kevin.
1: <laughs> like, I paused when you said that. Like, wait, what?
0: <laughs> so Kevin Owens is done. So he's beat down, and that's over with. I'm like, okay, cool that's the end of Monday Night Raw. And for the people who are asking, why didn't Cody come out to help him like he helped Sammy? Why didn't he come out to help him? Kevin clearly said, I want no help. I want nobody to help me. I want to do this myself. And it's like, okay, Kevin. All right.
1: You asked for it. You get what you asked for.
0: Yep. And we, we got like two more weeks and I bet by next week we're gonna finally get everybody together hopefully yeah cause like if it ha- if it comes down to that very very last week I'm gonna actually be shocked like not even joking I will actually be shocked
1: what if day of
0: dude if it's day of I would fucking lose my mind not in a good way but I would lose my mind in a bad way it's like you could have made this so much like build up so much hype with like the week or two before but it's like not a day of like no fuck you dude this is this is too much <laughs> but yeah that's um that's Monday Night Raw and we got NXT to talk about hooray yay <laughs> So, NXT was, a, um, a, 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 a show? a show.
1: If you could call it that.
0: Yeah. The funny part was, like, a lot of stuff got set up for the pay-per-view, Last Man Standing, or Standing and Grieving, whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> he
1: said Standing and Grieving. Oh, Shit
0: because I feel like that's what this pay-per-view is going to look like. The matches might be cool, but like everything else about this is just seems like, what the fuck? Shit. So we got Johnny Gargano. He comes out. Johnny's there. He's Johnny's wrestling. And he says the same thing that a lot of people totally forgot. Like I said last week, this all made sense. This was all connected. He had to come back for revenge. And this was his home. And as he says home, Vic Joseph, you can hear him say, oh, what the fuck? And like, he's just like, Johnny, Johnny, you need to see this. And like, in my mind, as soon as he said home, I was like, let me guess, Grayson Waller is at your home. Yeah.
1: It seemed a little bit too
0: predictable, didn't it? Yep. Way too predictable. And then they had fucking Axiom. Roll up on Wesley. Wesley pulls up, X and was like, yo, I want the title match tonight. He's like, bro, the title match isn't for eight hours. What the fuck are you doing? He's like, well, I want to be the guy. He's like, well, if you get out there first, like, well, then I'm just going to follow you around the rest of the day. And I'm just like, there's no fucking way he's going to get the title match tonight. Right? Like, nah. No. <laughs> Like, as soon as he said, I'm going to follow you around, and he just started following around, I'm like, there's no fucking way you're doing this. There's no shot. I'm like, like some, somehow, some way, you're going to get fucked. Exactly. So, then we had the NXT Tag Team title match, Gallus versus Pretty Deadly. And Pretty Deadly was looking like they were going to win, and the fans were behind Pretty Deadly, but Pretty Deadly winds up losing. What a bummer! Oh well. And you know what's funny? Like soon as Gallus won that match, I'm like, well, "Who the fuck is Gallus gonna face for the tag team titles?" We find out later. <laughs> so then we get Fallon Henley and Briggs. Briggs dressed up in fucking camouflage and shit. And like, what the fuck is wrong with him? So then we get him stooping around. They find out Kiana James is in the number one contenders match later on the night. She signed a contract. So she's looking through the stuff and she finds Sebastian. Because the thing says, date with Sebastian. And also Sebastian later on says, thanks for this date, blah, blah, blah. Not date. Thanks for this dinner. Something, something, something. I had a great morning. It was basic... I swear to God, this is gonna be something totally stupid that they didn't see coming. I'm just... These are the worst humans. It's gonna be like a business thing. Exactly. These are the worst fucking humans. They're the worst humans. So, then we get the doctor. doctor is giving an update on Roxy, and the doctor says, yeah, she's fine. Or... Maybe she's not fine. I don't know. Like, I ran some tests. I'm not sure what's going on, but she might be okay. What the fuck just happened? He don't know. Yeah, it was so random because it's like, bro, you didn't tell us anything. You just said she might be fine, she might not be fine, who knows, whatever. It's like, what the fuck do you mean? She might be dead. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly the same thing. What the fuck just- give us an update, nah okay so, they're doing this qualifying thing, and the winner goes on, quote unquote to wrestle, and the way that they, the way that they led this out, and this fucking pissed me off they made it seem like they're gonna have two matches and the winners of these two matches will face each other at Standard deliver for the title, and I'm like Okay, cool. That sounds fine. But then you find out it's a four-way. It's like, what the fuck do you mean? Why didn't you say that in the beginning?
1: They don't know what the fuck they're
0: doing. They don't. So, we had Sol Rukia versus Zoe Starks, and I thought, okay, they're gonna let Sol Rukia win. Nope. Zoe Starks gets to win. Oh, okay. Zoe Starks moves on. It was kind of pointless. Yep. So then we get Scripps. And Scripps is talking about, I'm the only Mass Man here. I should be the one who's the only Mass Man here. I totally forgot you were fucking here, Scripps. Just go back away. Just go back away. Just never come back. Just go away.
1: Did you notice they changed his voice? Like, made it more robotic? Yes. As if we didn't know who he was?
0: Exactly. It's so stupid. So his beef is now with... I got beef with mass people. Okay, cool. Fine. So, then we get a triple threat. And the winner of this triple threat will be number one contender for the tag team titles. It's Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley versus TikTok Tock Toxic Tag Team and Isla Fire. I like that name, by the way. so the match is going and Tatum Paxley leaves Ivy Nile in the ring by herself to get beat we were never
1: a tag team
0: yeah I don't know what the fuck that was about y'all were a tag team y'all liked each other she beat up Ivy and it's like you guys were tag team like what the fuck are you talking about weird very weird So, then we get Ilya Dragunov on his way to the ring. But before that, we get Breaker who does every fucking mob fucking thing, every mob reference to Tony D'Angelo in two-stack. And it's so weird. Like, why did he do that? And, like, Tony D'Angelo was like, dude, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing this? Like, you don't have to do this. It's fine. (laughs)
1: Kind of like fucked up
0: their gimmick a little bit. Yeah, and then Bron walks off, and Tony looks at Stacks. He was like, "It's time to get some gold." And Stacks is like, "You going for the NXT title, boss?" He said, "No, we're going for the tag team title."
1: Like, okay.
0: <laughs> like, I did not see that coming. That was like very random. I am like, "What the fuck?" Like, you two attacking champions? I'm like, all right. Fuck it. Let's let's do it. I'm all right with it.
1: Like, I'm becoming a fan of them now, so.
0: Yeah. So we have Ilya Dragunov beating up J.D. McDonough. Pretty Deadly says they're going to be the host of Stand and Seizure. (laughs) And it's like, okay, cool. And then we see Ilya Dragunov and J.D. McDonough fight to the back. But they wind up fighting to the back as Wesley is coming out. Somebody punches Wesley. Wesley punches them back. They just still wanna fight each other. Wesley starts going out to the floor and it's like, okay. So then we see Thea Hill with Tyler Bate doing yoga. And it's weird. It's very weird. Because they're doing yoga, but All I can think about is Tyler Bates, who he is outside of the wrestling ring. And that makes me laugh. And I know people are like, what are you talking about? I'm just going to tell you this. Google Tyler Bates track record. Just Google his track record outside of wrestling. And you will know why him teaching Thea Hill this, is fucking hilarious. I'm Got like, you. I, I just was like, bro, like, this is too funny. So, Got you. <laughs> so then we have Duke Hudson talking to Chase, and Duke's trying to calm Chase down, but Chase walks off, and here comes Ava Rain with a mask, and she puts the mask on the cone, and it looks like Duke may be trying to join that team. Mm. That might be a red herring though I hope so so Wesley is coming out he has this new Broly looking artwork for his fucking titantron and he's in the ring and Axiom gets in the ring Axiom gets in the ring but Axiom gets jumped on by Scripps so Wesley's like well who's my opponent everybody's still fighting Wesley says that and then gets clotheslined by JD McDonough. He gets clotheslined by JD McDonough, then JD McDonough gets clotheslined by Ilya Dragunov. Wesley gets so pissed off that the whole pile of people outside, he just goes, fuck this, and jumps on everybody. (laughs) Okay.
1: That is pretty much what happened. He said, fuck it.
0: Yep. Then we get Dragon Lee. Dragon Lee says, yo, I'm glad to be here. I can't wait to wrestle yeah and then he said some stuff in Spanish that I I don't remember but it was like okay cool Dragon Lee's here yay it kept his name too
1: which I'm shocked about like you know you you know that it'd be like it's good for changing
0: names so Mm -hmm. so then we had JC Jane and her arms in a sling and I'm like how the fuck did this happen And she's telling us how it happened. And I'm like, I don't ever remember you getting hurt. You beat the shit out of Gigi. How did you get hurt? I hit her too hard. I believe that's... I think that's exactly what she said. And I actually became more of a fan of J.C. Jane. Just more of a fan of (laughs) J.C. So then we get Daba Keto versus... Apollo Crews. I was going to call him Terry Cruz. I don't know why I said Wow. Because, like, I don't give a shit about this match. I really don't. <laughs> like, Apollo almost get Like, Dalekato slammed Apollo on the steps and they counted and I was like, is this a last man standing match? I was confused. And then he got in a ring and then just got pinned. I was like, oh, okay. That sucks.
1: No idea what kind of message it was, so.
0: Me neither. So then we get Wesley talking to his uncle, Sean. And Sean, you can, like, everybody that's seen this this backstage thing said the same exact thing. You can see that Shawn Michaels actually loves this kid. And Sean is talking to Wesley, and Wesley's like, yo, I don't even care. I stand in the liver, I'll fight everybody. And he's like, I'll fight all 10 of them and Sean's like, listen, I can't let you fight 10 people, I'll give you 5, alright I'll, I'll give you 5, and he's like, alright Sean he's like, okay
1: he's like, what the fuck is wrong with you
0: <laughs> I was thinking I was thinking that dude, I was like, what, the, what is wrong with Wesley, why is he this way <laughs> so then we get Kiana James and Jensen, and she's talking to Jensen and she's like, yo, where is Fallon, like where the fuck is she like she's supposed to be in my corner tonight. Where's she at? And Jensen's trying to calm her down. And like, Kiana is like so hyped up and Jensen goes to lean in for the kiss and she walks off and it, and you can easily like just take this as, oh, she just didn't wanna kiss him. She was so hyped up about like not having a partner about to have this match that could be number one contenders match. And she just was not in the right headspace for a kiss. So she walked off.
1: Yeah, I didn't think nothing of it, to be honest yeah. with you.
0: People will think something of it, but it's like, ah, it, that, that's not what it is. Yeah. So then we get Keanu James versus Gigi Dolan. Gigi has on new gear, actually.
1: Yeah, she looked all right. Her hair was different, too.
0: Yes, I heard a couple complaints about her new gear and I'm like, why are you complaining about her? Oh, okay, I understand.
1: <laughs> Got you.
0: <laughs> yes. So Gigi gets the win. She beats Kiana James. Gigi is now going into the four-way or five-way ladder match. So after the match, Kiana James get beat up by Isla Fire because they're number one contenders. So then we had a Johnny Gargano wet dream because Johnny idolizes Triple H and Randy Orton, which was the house fight, which Johnny had with Grayson Waller in front of his wife and his baby. Question. Answer.
1: Was it the same house? Because it looked eerily like the same
0: house. It could have been the same house. It could (laughs) have been the same house. It (laughs) looked like it. Okay. But that was, like, they had a nice long fight. It was like, oh, okay, cool. That's cool.
1: Did you notice the last move used was mm-hmm. Candace's move? The Was it the evil stepsister or some shit? Yep.
0: Okay. So then we get back, and Keanu James and Jensen are there. And here comes Fallon and Briggs. And she's like well, I didn't know you had a match tonight. I found out some of them. How did you find out? And they just start arguing. And Jensen and Kiana have the right idea. They're like, we're supposed to be a team. We're supposed to work together. And Fallon gets it, too. She's like, oh, shit, you're right. We are tag team champions. Because she's like, how did you get beat up? They're our number one contenders. You weren't even here to find that out. She's like, well, I... I am part of a tag team I need to start Treating this better
1: They need They need to stop With this bullshit For their own sake Right It's entertaining for us But They're gonna wind up Fucking up
0: Yes It's so Like It's so fucked up Like Damn So Then we get to The main event And the main event Starts And the main event Is just a contract signing So Melo comes out Bron comes out and then pretty deadly come out and mellow and Braun basically just a mutual admiration society where they're just like, I like you. I like you too. I like, I like you more. No, I like you more. Okay. Let's sign this contract. Let's sign the contract. Yeah. And then pretty Deadly's like, no, nope, no, 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 no. I don't like this. I don't like this at all. Nope. There has to be violence they look at each other and go okay violence they put pretty deadly through the table after they sign a contract
1: I appreciated this at least it wasn't like going fishing and shit mhm <laughs> like they respect each other Melo might turn face
0: after this regardless yes he, it, he definitely is yeah so yeah that was NXT yeah so rumors are abound about Bray Wyatt okay so Bray Wyatt has disappeared off the face of the earth the funny part is I totally didn't know Bray Wyatt disappeared off the face of the earth I'm not even joking Bray <laughs> Wyatt has people have just told me Bray Wyatt has been gone for two and a half weeks and I'm like really? yeah yeah. Bray Wyatt has not been on TV for two and a half weeks I'm like holy shit Bray's gone so immediately people find out that Bray's gone it started a myriad of rumors where everybody's like oh my god Bray walked out over creative issues Bray this Bray that and then we get an update that Bray is out with a mysterious injury or issue, physical issue and nobody can say exactly what this is. So it have, still has a lot of people trying to figure out what's going on with Bray. Like, is it something like physical, like fucked up? Like, is he doing a mental health challenge? Like, I, no one knows what's going on. And to the point where even Bobby Lashley tweeted out was like, yo, I don't give a fuck. I, w- I want to match at WrestleMania. I'm not going to miss WrestleMania. So. It's very weird of what's going on that Bray just, like, totally fucking disappeared and nobody knows why. Like, I I have no other inside information that Bray just disappeared.
1: I heard due to illness. That's another, another one I heard, so...
0: Yeah, but, like, nobody can confirm what's going on. Yeah. And, no, the funny... The another funny part about this is no one will say oh, the Wrestlemania match is off. No one is like, oh, the Wrestlemania match is off. Because as of right now, the Wrestlemania match still is on. As of right now, it's still on. So we don't know what's happening. It's like, no, it's still on so far. We may get some updates on SmackDown, may not, don't know, but the way Bobby Lashley had phrased it was like, yo, I just want to wrestle at WrestleMania. And it might, it
1: might be an easy fix. You just put uh, Uncle Howdy under. there. Boom. Mm-hmm. Simple.
0: Yeah, like, I would, I would go with the Uncle Howdy thing and be like, alright, fuck it. Like, we can't get Bray. We just give him Uncle Howdy. Fuck it. Yeah. But, like, I just can't believe like the Bray issue got so out of hand. It literally was like, oh, people found out Bray is missing time, and then it just like immediately went to, oh my god, Bray Wyatt walked out. He walked out over creative issues. He did this. WWE just doesn't fuck with him. Oh my god, he left because of this and it was like there was no signs anywhere of any of this like there was no sign people just immediately jumped to this and it was like but guys just wait a minute wait wait like everybody just went to the worst case scenario and it's like guys like nothing nothing happened what are you doing they're like nah we're going to the worst case scenario Fuck you guys they love doing that yeah and it was like it was so amazing to me to watch it in real time because, like, the funny part is, I didn't even know. Like, I had no idea he just fucking left. Because I didn't even notice he was gone. That's another thing. I didn't notice. And, like, they just pointed out, was like, yeah, he hasn't been there for two weeks. I'm like, oh, shit. The fuck? It was so weird. I was like, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> but, like, hopefully he'll be back and it's not hopefully because, like, I actually love the character because, like, there's a lot of people that fucking love Bray Wyatt. Like, love Bray Wyatt. Me included. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, me, I, like I said, I had no fucking idea he was gone for, like, two weeks. I had no fucking clue. I'm like, ah, oh, all right.
1: <laughs> you didn't care, no offense.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was like, the funny part was, like, I didn't even realize he was gone. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. whatever. But, like he'll probably, like, he'll probably be back. And another thing where people are, like, really trying to hit home this new thing where Brock Lesnar said he's not re-signing with WWE. His contract is coming up soon after WrestleMania, and he's not signing with WWE. And it's like, okay? Like, And it's like nothing against nothing against Brock, but it's like you have said that so many other times. He just literally just like, okay, I'm back. Like, well, I guess this is a negotiation tactic with him because he says it like this is like the fourth or fifth time he said, I'm not signing with WWE when my contract is over and like immediately his contract is over and everybody's like, oh, Brock's a free agent. Six weeks later, he just shows up and just destroys somebody. It's like, well, I guess he's not done with WWE. Okay, cool.
1: Nothing against Brock, but I wouldn't mind him leaving.
0: Would you mind him in AEW? Uh, I don't care. Because, <laughs> like, that's immediately everybody's go-to is, like, oh, person's leaving WWE? Oh, they're going right to AEW. And it's like, maybe that person might go home. That's what I feel like
1: he should do go home, you know? Yeah, but like, again, nothing against him, just, uh-huh. no, that's what he should do.
0: But the only thing that makes me kind of go, hmm, with this whole entire thing is like, he's saying all of a sudden he's going to be a free agent. And I'm like, okay, cool. But the thing that makes me go hmm is AEW is going to be running like a about well, ten to twelve city tour of Canada <laughs> in like late May, early June, and it's like hmm, like because somebody even said one of those dates on air is the place where Brock Lesnar is from, and it's like hmm, like, I think
1: Saskatchewan or something.
0: Yeah, and it's like. Hmm. that's kind of like okay, that's kind of weird, especially with the timing of this. They're like, hey, we're gonna be in Canada this long time, and we're gonna be in Saskatchewan. And it's like Brock saying, Oh, I'm I'm not resigning with WWE. It's like it's like a red herring. It's like one of those things where it's like, it's just like Kenny Omega keeps saying, I'm going to WWE and like
1: Same you know, thing.
0: Like, yeah, it's like you no. Know, might not happen, but also there's there's like a small chance it could happen. Yeah, but we'll see. Like we'll see. But yeah, like that's um, we... that's it. Like that's 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 all we got for you. Like that's the news. That's it. Bye you <laughs>